Hello and welcome to Tracks. I'm Tim. And I'm Harry. And this is episode number 35. And what an exciting episode it is. Oh, it's so good. We were lucky enough to be joined by Archie and Jack, who are two-thirds of Brighton band Mind of a Lion, who are absolutely fantastic. And what a brilliant pair of guests they were. Yeah. Uh, regular listeners will know, we did have them on once before in the now legendary Lost episode. Uh, but they were kind enough to come back and do another old new Borrowed Blue with us. Yeah. And luckily, just as good, if not even better, than yeah. the first one. Yeah, we really bigged up the Lost episode, and I'm going to say this one deserves even more bigging up. Yeah. They smashed it. We, we also smashed oh, it. Oh, we smashed it, of course yeah. we did, yeah. Uh, it was great fun. They're really, really good company, and I'm sure you guys are going to absolutely love hearing them talk about their music and uh, kind of their influences and their background, and also uh, listening to their music as well. They're yeah. a really, really great band. Um, so it was a long one, not going to lie. Yeah. We just had so much to talk about that we've decided to split it into two. Yes. Uh, part one, you're listening to it right now, and part two will follow shortly. Yeah. Um, be sure to listen to both because. It never gets boring. If anything, it gets better and better and better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, let's get into it. Um, you will see us and Mind of a Lion. Where? I believe on the flip side. Shall we begin? Let's begin We are rejoined by uh, Archie and Jack, Hello. Mind of a Lion. Welcome back. Sorry, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Getting there with the apology early. Um, yeah, listeners will know that we've we've done this before, but they they didn't hear Still it. Still spinning on the chair. We right. even told them that it was the the best episode that they'll never hear. Yeah. <laughs> so this is our second attempt at the best episode. So no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> original. I'm Absolutely. Feeling, I'm feeling the hate, but I deserve it. So uh, it's good. it's all okay. There's no hatred towards you. All is forgiven. It's nice to be back again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's nice to be back. Have a second round of this. It's a nice little break. Yeah. Recap. What's been going on in this intervening two weeks? And generally, uh, our listeners maybe don't know that much about Mind of a Lion, so... Yeah, so we we just started a little gig gap. We've been writing solidly, just getting tracks together for a new release that will be releasing in February. We're looking to record in December. Um, we're just in pre-production stages, trying to choose what sort of tracks we want to release it's going to be a single release we're going to have a B-side with it um, and what we want to get out of it is to be releasing the music that are, is our new sound I feel we've developed so much getting our new bassist in etc um, our, our sounds just developed so much in the last year even when was the EP released? so EP released oh, April 16th yeah April Origin the EP would you, um, would you put a single release as more important for you than a than a yeah an EP? Then I, I think mean, an EP was like a taste to see that we are a band and this mm. is the name and this is what we've got and then this single's much more specific. So a single like how we're doing it, the idea. I don't know if we'll say it, but two songs and every single single that we ever release is have a very specific um, like structure behind of what it is. So we're going for a galactic like a theme, but it's not that's how we're writing it. It's okay. just, all our stuff's quite spacey. I mean, Archie, you're the one that doesn't look right, but well, you, you talk about well, it. Well, yeah, I mean, we treat it like projects, you know. We treat it, um, every song has its, own, has its own meaning, and we like to relate songs together. So, 
you know, and play them close in the set or even release them on the EP. And, you know, for Machina example, the the first track on the old EP, on the, sorry, on the EP that's up, Origin, it's based on, it's very political and socially driven. It's, you know, it's based on society being one, one big machine, um, you know, and I based it on a picture from Matrix and Machine City. And, you know, so I started off with that, with that meaning and then you know I based the EP on that track and, and sounds tracks that sort of um, in a way built up that sound and you know went together with Machina so Machina is very much the main track in a way it's like the single of the EP if you know what I mean sure. and then the other tra- the other tracks have their own their, their own identity but they sort of they relate to Machina in a lot of ways and so with this single we're just going for the the main A, the A tracks so are the very, you know, the single and then a B side that will, you know, it's just the same project really and it's, it's describing the sound, describing the picture, describing the meaning. Um, but as I said, we're not totally sure on what tracks we're going to pick yet because we've got a few different sort of artistic projects, you know, say we've got like 10 tracks we've written, sure. you know, two tracks with its own thing, three tracks of completely different sort of meaning. So, so right now you don't know what that official single is going to be yet. We don't know yet, and the B side will go with it. We don't know for sure. We have strong ideas, don't we? But um, as I said, we're in pre-production and working with an engineer just to see what will come out as strong. You know, it's interesting that even at this stage, you can already see like these new tracks that you're still working on. You can already see them as like quite standalone pieces from like stuff you've done before, and also Definitely. other stuff in this batch because like yeah, you know, you imagine a lot of bands they kind of work through a load of stuff and then pick the best and then move on to another stage exactly this, you're already seeing like okay this is stage one this is stage yeah. two yeah like, yeah too right and it's like I always feel like that that way of doing things not that I disrespect it or you know um, I just think it's such such a throwaway sort of well, this is it. We, mentality we, yeah, we write songs not because we just want to write a song we write it because we put everything into each individual song as each individual song is unique to that song type yeah, you know, yeah. all our meaning and all the lyrical content is very specific to that one song, and every song's different because you can't write. We don't like to write the same song. There's sure. no point writing the same song because we've already got that song out. So every song we write is taken, taken away, cut, thrown back in, and then mm-hmm. we get rid of it half the time, delete it, and then we're like, actually no, this is a good song. Let's bring it back. Yeah, and just basically we've never gone the same thing twice. So that's why it's kind of hard to choose from. And do you find that you work through each idea like till the very end, or do you like do some of them just drop off through the process? A lot of them do. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a I think that's a key way of finding that final sound. Is that yeah. so? I think a, a strong track will be built up of five tracks you've written mm. before, but each track of that yeah, sure. would have a specific sound. But out of them five tracks, you pick bits out of it, whether it's structurally or, or sound wise, or even the instruments how you're playing your instruments or it's the meanings of, it's going to build to one track it's know? one of the key things of just progression in general isn't it it's just yeah. kind of like a, having different drafts of things churning out things. kind of moving yeah. them away yeah and that's I suppose you could say that could, that could relate to bands that do just pick out of ten tracks and chuck away a lot yeah. but I think the final the thing is the final project with product sorry when I, when I write and when I write my lyrics I, I always want the final product to be as strong as my initial thought was and I, mm. I've ne- I don't want to lose that meaning the meaning is the main thing we even write tracks around a certain picture or a certain feeling so you know yeah. certain, certain riffs would be sounding that way because we want to get that emotion in that bridge you yeah. know because so. you need that because like, when I do like creative work yeah. if 
even if you're quite happy with the end product, if it's different to what you originally imagined it would be, you can't, like, deliver it with the conviction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, like, you know, it's different for me. I just put something out there and people do whatever they want. But you have to stand up there and actually sing it. And if it's... Yeah. If you know at the back exactly. of your head, this isn't quite what I wanted in the first place. Exactly. You're never going right. to forget that every time you perform it. And it's people will see like, it when you perform it. Yeah. People will see that you're half-heartedly doing it. You know, yeah. a lot of, like... You know, a lot of pop singers that they don't have anything to do with the track. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah the, the best actors in the world, pop singers. Yeah, the sure. well, the best actors in the world are the best actors because they're acting. They're not. They're not actually feeling what, what they're, you yeah, know, what course. they're singing. They're know? just putting on a smile and just kind of yeah. parading around. They're good actors, but not good people. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's it's separate, isn't it? I don't think I, I don't see music in that way. Well, I think it's why a lot of people, especially like creative people, in them. Um, people in bands and stuff do have something against kind of the pop industry and that because yeah. you can just see that you're not putting the amount of work that people that really love the art have to do yeah well, it's, yeah it's just whether you call it art or mm. whether you just call it a it's a product right, cash out for the sake of it it's yeah. funny isn't it because it's someone's like you know presumably unless you know really is a songwriter as well who's churning out just yeah, nonsense yeah. like yeah. someone felt that at some point but it's sure as hell not the person I'm watching exactly. sing it. You know? Exactly, yeah. There's some songwriter yeah. out there, Probably, if they yeah. played it, you know, on the piano that they wrote it on... They would feel strongly yeah, about it. Yeah, you'd be like, wow, that was... Because you can't... I, I don't believe you can write a, a, a really good, emotionally driven tune without really believing in it and it's really like, getting um, attached to it. You know? you, there's this song recently, you'll know it, because everyone seems to know it. I really don't get it. You know this, I think, The Chainsmokers... I'm, I'm glad you don't know. <laughs> oh, right. So there's this, this really the big band. They're like big at the moment, and all my mates right. love them. And then there's this song I can't remember what it's called, but they like my mate knows that I don't really like pop music and stuff, yeah. certain things. Yeah. And he showed me it, and I was just like, they haven't written a good song. They've they've basically written a good hook, and they've they've basically gone through history of music and thought this sounds well. People like this sound, and, and yeah, they've stuck it into a song. Theory. Yeah, oh, exactly. And people are like, I love this song. It's just, and it's this summary tune, this like. You, you really need to hear it. I, I want oh, to hear one it. Of those, like three chords. It's just, it's too simple. Knows. Yeah, and. And it's absolutely huge at the moment. Well, I think I think there's always been that element. I think it's like I don't blame I don't blame people for be, to falling into that sort of category of liking that sort of music because no. at the end of the day, it is as we're saying, it's a skilled writer who's doing these things on purpose. I think to yeah. to affect. People I think the other thing it. is that like like uh, McDonald's is churned through to be delicious. Like it's yeah. processed to be like aesthetically pleasing exactly. to the ear like exactly. there is something about it that appeals to people they put stuff yeah. in the food to yeah. appeal it's exactly so, music, like, it? it's not like you're dumb if yeah. you like it it's just like it's uh, natural yeah. to like yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. there's been so many years of music from music started as, what was it what was it what was music how did music start it was opera. Okay, like, like, I'm, I'm, think, I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm thinking like, like black and white 1920s, like jazz and stuff like that. And, yeah. like, people liked it because there was vocal and it was mm. the, literally music itself was the thing. And yeah. over the years, it has changed, isn't it? It's processed into. Well, this was that thing you know, about. Um, exact note, like brown noise, you get. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Noise, yeah. Mm. There's uh, stuff about um, um, classical music and stuff and how people liked it at the time. You can relate classical music to music as it is now 
there's really not that like the Beatles you always used to say there's not that much difference between the yeah exactly yeah. it's just the instrumentation that's yeah. changed yeah there's still the different layers and the different parts to it and stuff and you can argue that it's so much more complex in, in yeah back in that time and you know that he was starting well I say he but you know the majority of writers they were just starting off with nothing and all of a sudden they've got an orchestra and they know exactly what to do with it it's just yeah. mental isn't it exactly. really? you know and now you get, tunes are so simple like we're saying but it still affects people in a certain way and we're used to that sort of music but yeah. you know can you imagine if sort of blossoms or whatever were playing back in the back in the day they'd be like yeah. what is this what is this get this yeah. away from me you know arguably still you know it just reminds me of Back to the Future scene doesn't it what the bit where he picks up the guitar and he starts playing like rock and roll oh yeah, oh, yeah. 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 he starts playing like blues and, and stuff yeah exactly and they're like what is this yeah but then again Jimi Hendrix that is exactly what he did yeah. That's why I became one of the biggest names. Bob Dylan, he was the one of the first to pick up an electric guitar, wasn't he? Originality is also a good one. There'll be That's another the scary thing is there'll be for the time that we have to live, there'll be huge movements that we don't even know about yet. That's mm. what I, Just, I always think that. It's like it's hard because it seems now, isn't it? It all but it's always it's seemed like it that it's all out there. It's done now. I bet finished. it did fifty minutes sorry, fifty years ago, I bet it did, you know. Yeah. Well it comes with a, a lot of the time it comes with um the progression of instruments and technology and stuff. Because yeah, now they've got yeah. these keyboards of pe- they have no keys on them. They're just um, yeah. roll roly. I think they're called. They're just yeah. like rubber blocks. Yeah, and you can like bend notes and stuff all over them. Just it's like an electronic. Yeah. What's that yeah. thing with that little thing with the? I don't know what it's called. Yeah, but uh, I've seen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thing, yeah, yeah. Just like it's basically that, but it's the exactly. electronic version. Well, I mean, you've got you've got um, applications like Max MSP that I've been learning about, and it's like. You know, with 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 touch mics and you know they they can you can do it so they can sense your your, your blood heat and that's how you can affect <laughs> the sound. It's crazy. Yeah. You've got this this woman on stage with a you know with a sensor over there. And she's going like that. And she's affecting sound for it. It's like mm. it's crazy, isn't it? I have to say yeah, the best thing about this technology happen, yeah. though is that everybody has access to it. Yeah. There are, there are people that yeah. back in the day couldn't afford a guitar or a piano yeah. and now everyone's got a programme on their computer yeah. that can make something exactly and and through that you're going to get you're going to get you're going to get good things and bad yeah you're going to get you're going to get people who can just because they they have every they they can literally just put their mind to anything mm. you know if they go right I've, I've got a, a melody in my head you know with someone without a guitar it just fade away yeah. but with someone with a guitar they can just play it and make it into a track you know it's so accessible, you know. Mm. But then, like, the fact that everyone has the same tool, I do... Because I'm not a musician at all, so I don't really know. But there's there's a bit of me that thinks, like, is that not just going to lead to more, like, generic stuff? Mm. Like, I don't know if you've seen uh, The Devil and Daniel Johnson, which really is good. amazing, amazing movie about this American uh, kind of folk musician. Oh, wow. But, like, he... Uh, I think you're better at describing this film than I am. But, um... Basically, he built his own instruments because yeah. he didn't have like access to yeah. what he wanted to make. So he had right. all these kind of weird, like little microphones attached mm. to keyboards, wow. attached to like, little synth things that he yeah. he made his like his little recording studio kind of thing out of um, I don't know gym stuff obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's it called? Like a, a push up bench, a, a weight bench. I don't know. 
what the it's called? No one knows. Where you do push ups. <laughs> yeah, called a chair press or something. Something like that. So, he yeah. basically put oh, a bit of bar. like a lot of. Yeah, real skinny. No, we're all full of gym members. Yeah, he put a bit of wood down and he'd like have like mics hanging off of it and like keys and like it's, it's all like a really DIY sound wow. like, it sounds like he's recorded off like a kid's toy yeah wow that's he's crazy he's really, really amazing good. and my point is that had he had you know uh, the microphone on a pair of Apple headphones and yeah. garage band he wouldn't have had to build all those sounds. Like he would have just. And it wouldn't have come out like that. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Too right. I agree. We, we can't deny that half our songs are written off the Apple. Well, yeah, but this voice is... recorder thing. Yeah, that's literally half our. Stuff well, I've got. We just walk around. Well, isn't it the Beatles who never recorded their songs? Or obviously they recorded so. them. We've never heard the Beatles. Song. Yeah, no, I think so. No, but they yeah. when they were like making them they would mm. just have to remember what they were written because they had yeah. no way of getting it down onto anything so it's too expensive isn't it like, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, it's a well, that's, that's, of, I think that's where train reading has gone now I think for music yeah, yeah. Like, can you read or write we don't need to read it because we can just go uh, da, da, and go and listen to it back Is that, does that sound the same uh, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah that's it that's it yeah that's I mean on here yeah. I've got I've got three years worth well about two years worth of tunes and like you know I'll name certain things so it start off the track name rough yeah. then it'll go the track name parts and it'll go you know structure one structure two and then the, I've got you know just on this phone but I don't that sounds really dangerous have you yeah. backed that <laughs> I mean, no, it's backed up have you backed it up yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, um, I think we both don't we both have like a collection of old phones now that yeah. have like just loads we've of kept old, them because we can't get rid of them we can't get rid of them because you can't like change that off unless you email it to yourself and just pay else it's too much yeah, <laughs> save yourself a hundred quid. Like, I was thinking this. The other, I've been thinking this quite a lot. The authenticity about recording songs onto phone, onto technology. Yeah, you know, I had you know a couple of years ago, my ex she, she bought me a book to write lyrics because she thought it was just so uncool to, yeah, you know, write them on my phone. Which I, at the time I was like, yeah, totally. You know, at, at the same that book last. I've just finished it. Oh like, what? Were you actually writing it? Oh lyrics. <laughs> Lyrics, lyrics, yeah. Yeah, lyrics yeah, yeah, yeah. wise, I when I'm writing notes and things, I find it so much. I don't even, I can't even understand the emotion I feel. Yeah. But to write something with my hand on from pen to paper, it kind of ingrains itself within me. Whereas when I'm typing yeah, something yeah. on a like keyboard, it just disappears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. exactly. you're used to just constant every day writing messages. Of- yeah. Nonsense, really. You're not yeah. saying anything interesting on your phone when you're handwriting. Exactly, when you're handwriting, you, you're thinking <laughs> of pictures. It's like the, it's the contact, though, isn't it? It's yeah, like the it's, contact it's the of physical. writing. It's, it's natural. It's the physical. Yeah, the physical. It's, it's yeah. It's just about. It's about physical. <laughs> <laughs> Physicality. Bench press. Bench press. That's it. He had it in there somewhere. There we go. The weight chair. Yeah, no one had a clue. <laughs> anyway, I guess we should move on to the first. Yeah, at least get started. So, uh, regular listeners will know when we have guests, our format is old, new, borrowed, blue, and we're going to get you guys to pick a song for each of those categories. We're going to go straight in with old. Right. So, where are you taking us and why? Yeah. So, old track. Of course, it's got to be. So, this band, my mum sent. My mum passed me a CD. It was about seven or eight from my bedroom door. Um, I had my CD CD player blare it was the only bit of technology I had in my room and I'd, I'd listen to 
just nick her CDs from downstairs for years. And then she passed me a CD. It had a burning monk on the front of it. Um, absolutely loved it straight away. Looked in the sleeve, didn't even listen to it yet. Read the lyrics, absolutely crazy. Seven, eight, seven or eight year old, you know, about <laughs> Mexicans dying and, <laughs> and slavery, you know. So I'm going Rage Against Machine. Uh, and the track bullet in the head because as soon as I heard it I wanted to pick the guitar up taught myself it just constantly played that end riff could you play a guitar that was before that yeah. that it was the same year no, I think that was the, bought I was about to say, yeah that was literally the moment he got that album I was already like free like about a year through my first drum lessons because yeah. I had like I basically I, I, was, I had to start drumming because I was like um, always in trouble at school and had a lot of angst from a childhood so <laughs> I was just like get on the drums constantly tapping on the car yeah, yeah. so I said my first drum it was like a couple of pillows and some plastics that my mate uh, my mum's mate gave to me but that was definitely I think the first song we learnt wasn't it definitely yeah. bullet in the head before without that. a doubt yeah. and how old were you at this point it was about 8 I was about 8 or 9 you was 8 and I was 10 yeah. yeah I mean just the vision of an 8 and a 10 year old We've got playing rage. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's also a romantic it's view savvy. on the start of a band. Like I wish I had well, that yeah. kind of thing. I suppose yeah. it is. Yeah, we've got old videos of us in um, Jack had to what we used to do. Jack, uh, Jack had to do the old Jack White where he'd take the bed out to fit his kit in. Oh, nice. yeah, 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 it's the exact. And video. the kit he I had. I ripped the bed up and I used to have a <laughs> premier red. It was like. Oh, what's the material? It's not like sandpaper, it's like plastic sandpaper. So you, oh, yeah, you yeah. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know the stuff you mean, yeah. yeah. It was red and white. It was literally kind of looks like uh, Jack, uh, Meg's kit from Jack, uh, Jack and White. Jack and White? Jack the White Stripes. Meg. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. White Stripes. So, um, Stripe Whites. Yeah, and I remember, I remember I, this is like my first kit, so all the toms were at like 35 degrees. Couldn't actually hit properly because I didn't know how to <laughs> The snare wasn't actually tuned, so if I hit it, my stick wouldn't come back up. And then my cymbals were also slanted. I think I'd, like, I'd seen like, one video because obviously you couldn't go on the internet back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. You just saw what you saw. And I think I'd seen like half of a really other bad drummer that I'd seen at school with his kit like that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, right, this is how I have my kit. Uh, choked to fuck. Yeah. And yeah, that was the first kit. And then. And then our first track was called Drugs and Money. Drugs and Money, because we listened to Drugs Ian and Jury. Money. Drugs That's and Money. Sex and Drugs and Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ian Jury, yeah. yeah. This is what we so should So how old were you when Drugs and Money was... Drugs and Money? <laughs> Please don't say Did you have any of either at the time? Yeah. <laughs> right, so we, we, we definitely... Oh, we can't actually go into that, can we? We should go... This is a safe no. place. <laughs> Did we? All right. No, as in, remember the first time you burnt your hand in London? What was that? He, nah, he won't mind. He was smoking weed. No, no, no. Can we go to it? <laughs> yes! <laughs> all right, all right. This is no, our I podcast exclusive. Someone that we know, okay. when we so, were at a young age Jack, this is obviously... Archie... No, 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 it's not. It's just someone that we know. <laughs> right? It's fine. It doesn't he, have to go in the cut if you don't want it to. Burnt his hand. Archie burnt his hand because he picked up a knife after the had been cut in hash. Okay. <laughs> so we this got is raised. Fun. We got raised... But, to... right, so let's think of it away so it's not opening, but it's, it's, it's important to say it because our first track was Drugs and Money and yeah, we had the Ian Jury influence, but it was very much based on what we what we experienced as kids, what we saw. And yeah, it's, we look at it as a cringy name now, but it's 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 the bare bones of what we saw, you know. You know it's about seeing drugs and seeing the effects of drugs more like because our parents used to always drill into us what, what their friends 
have gone through and how many have actually survived and how many actually have gone. I think gone. it would be incredibly interesting to hear a song from that point of view. Yeah, we've got it recorded. We can send it over. We've Absolutely. Got, we've got everything. We've got because when's the yeah. last time you've like kind of heard a song from I, somebody that age or something that well, is about yeah. something like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got on my. I think it's on MySpace. Really? I don't think MySpace still exists in the no, way it used to. It, no, I, 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 I still, still log in. Stuff. You can still, you can still, um, if you type in the the, the monocles of MySpace, <laughs> the, the monocles, monocles. Yeah, the monocles. Wow, M O N A C L E S. Well, yeah. brilliantly, like drugs and money, like this gritty thing, and then the, the monocles. monocles. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we spelled it incorrectly. We yeah, did, we, didn't we didn't know what know the monocles, monocles meant. meant. We literally was all. I remember we was all in the playground. It was me and the old guitarist David, right? David Perkins, yeah, actor. He's Pick going to um, what was that? Jackie Palmer's like he's a full-on actor and stuff like that. Funny guy, right? And uh, I'd run around all day like I didn't have any friends. He had like he was with all the girls and stuff, right? You got it, up. right? And then, that was uh, that was the later music. Yeah, though. see, look how oh, wow. rageous machine. Yeah. That? <laughs> yeah. that's me. <laughs> that's like a is real it? photo. Yeah. yeah, we did that in Brighton. Oh, Explain wow. to people listening what that is. So listeners, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we've got you. You guys describe it. We know what that photo. Well, this is. <laughs> Uh, I now realise, Archie, uh, he's got a hoodie with the sleeves rolled up, hood up, scarf across his face. Like a Molotov. <laughs> and a live Molotov as well. It's not like yeah. Yeah, Photoshop or nothing. Where like did you throw it. that? What happened there? No, no, we just lit it up. And our, dad, our dad helped us make it. Because okay. uh, pr- we knew how to take yeah. Molotov. He knew how to make it. <laughs> previous experience, yeah. And so we went for oh, a Molotov wicked, look. So, and yeah. is that a proper bomber? or is that like a flask? No, like no, a f- no it was a metal. It's just a bottle with a... It was, yeah. it was a bottle if with thrown with it, it would have gone yeah. somewhere it was yeah I suppose it was we just um, chucked under water yeah so that's quite a quite an image how old are you in that picture how wicked that was, that was 11 wasn't it 11, 12 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's a it's a picture of an upbringing um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was wondering what pogs to give away and <laughs> he's here with a molotov <laughs> Well, yeah, oh, yeah but we were doing the same did the old train on the side of the alley alright good good Charizard um that 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 stuff's a bit later. <coughs> we um very much into our Rage Against the Machine. We developed our sound into so we was actually knew what we were singing about as well. Um, and we had tracks like it was Freedom to the Third World was a track. And it was about yeah. India conflicts, um, which yeah, that's actually on YouTube still. As religion, religion, which is really yeah, spelled incorrectly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can um, watch all this as well. We haven't <laughs> taken it down yet. But, uh, <laughs> Um, so yeah that that really that all of a sudden it got really important to us and yeah. we released an EP called Peace for Aggression um, oh you really did which I don't yeah, really agree yeah, yeah, no, we, we, see this is it you don't agree with it now right I remember at the time we went to a graphic designer and we were just oh, like man. oh can you do our website because that was when MySpace was all crap and you yeah. could yeah, pay sure. someone to redo it for you and he was just like I will do it for you but you have to change your motto of Peace for Aggression and I was like well yeah but Peace is the first word in there. And he goes, yeah, the last word is aggression. It sounds very IRA. I was just like, it's just like a conflict. That's, of, like, that's our first like conflict with belief. Did you just not get it at that? Well, age we or? no, we this is it. We were We've, so far advanced. Yeah, it was yeah a deliberate. We learned contrast, everything about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It was meant to be a play on words, but it was just like people that they were just thinking, didn't work. It's got aggression it enough. They yeah, just, yeah. They yeah. just peace through aggression. They, all they saw yeah. was like a, a bad way to start. This could be bad. The main, it, yeah, the main yeah. influence I got was anger as a gift. You know, in um, yeah, yeah. in the Rage Against Machine track, and that's a different sort of message. But I. I believed it at the time, but I think 
the way I worded it came across in a wrong way. Yeah, because you were a child. Well, exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was a 12 year old kid, you yeah. Know, so. I think what's really interesting is that, like, um, you know, a lot of people might kind of get into music, learn to play their instruments, start just like playing stuff, and then think, actually, I want to say something. Yeah. Like, yeah. at a much later stage. But I think what's really interesting is that. You know, we we can all laugh a bit now, but like, at, you know, whatever it is, eleven years old, you're thinking, we want to make music that actually says something already, like yeah. that's already got into your head that that's yeah. what music's meant to be. Exactly. I yeah. find the same yeah. thing massively interesting because I, I I am technically a musician. I can play instruments, yeah. and I'm a vocalist, right? But at that age, I don't think I could even play anything yet. And then when I could, I was trying to learn covers and things, and I never grew. Mm, I, yeah. I'm still kind of at the same stage as I was when I was. 14 or 15 because right. I never really tried to do anything with it whereas from the very beginning of you getting an instrument or making a drum kit out of whatever you did yeah, I mean your your band Mind of a Line started came, when you were kids I think, I think we're fortunate that we're brothers as well because we yeah. had each other to bounce off well it's just so about doing something someone else we'd, 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 the way we always like built up our everything we did was by arguing each other yeah. and that would cause us to That's do the opposite changed. of what the other person's saying yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're always like yeah. I don't want to do a cover the bigger the hard. argument the better the song <laughs> yeah. really but I was going to say I mean I think as you were saying like you think you, you say you never grew and stuff and you know you didn't push yourself enough I think massively it's to do with our childhood and our parents mm. our parents were always our big, biggest critics we'd play a show in London 12-year-olds and we'd be playing with 25-year-old <laughs> metalheads. Oh, we'd, yeah. we'd finish the gig and we'd thought, God, that was amazing. Turn to our mum or dad, it's like, right, you need to stop doing that. That's crap. Like, quite literally. <laughs> yeah. We'd be like, all right, mum. Even to this day. Yeah. Even to this day. Yeah. Man. We just we just supported peace and she was, yeah, you can get better at that. You yeah, can do it's better actually at that. Yeah, it's lessons. <laughs> the, the, the right. for the last yeah, two years. It's, it's, you know, it's, but it's... I'm grateful I think, for um, it. Yeah, I'm glad you had the confidence. Yeah. I, I, I'd never played to my parents. I, I couldn't do it. But it's, yeah. it's because yeah. our parents made it available to us that yeah. we can, we can express ourselves. It just seems, yeah. it seems like through it all, you know, whether it's feedback or like influences or whatever, is like you're basically just treated as adults from like mm. being born essentially. Yeah. So I suppose, True, yeah. Well, we actually well, yeah, yeah, you sure. were treated we as individuals enough, with so. thoughts and ideas. And yeah, stuff. yeah, we they respected our ideas and they could see that we were kids and they probably thought the same when they were young yeah. they know that we're going through the stages but they respect us in a way so we have respect for ourselves so we could express what we wanted to express yeah. you know yeah. it's all about respect it's all about yeah it's, you know I'm grateful really yeah awesome well it's been a, again a long build up to this track so we might as well have a quick listen to it uh, yeah I'm just going to warn people now this might be a long podcast but yeah they're always the best ones <laughs>
So, in that little break, we listened to uh, some Rage Against the Machine, and then we played The Monocles <laughs> with Religion. Yeah. And, I mean, bring us back from that, guys. Yeah, so that. The Monocles, we started off, it was about nine or ten um, in our bedroom, you know, swap the bed for the drum kit sort of situation. Um, very much influenced from when my mum handed me that Rage Against the Machine CD, well, literally influenced the infra- by Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's... This was literally the old us. You say an old song, this was the old us. It was yeah. like the beginning of our musical. Yeah, so the track itself is religion. and it's obviously based on religion being a lie. Um, you know, it's, it's me expressing... I, I was about 11 or 12 when I wrote it. It's me expressing that I'm not against religion, and religion is a... a a lovely thing for someone to have it brings them happiness brings them support but it's when people try and force these religions what are myths in my own opinion I don't know obviously but what are myths and they're forcing these religions and basing these things on other people and create conflict and create wars and it's in the chorus it's saying it's their biggest sin you know that they don't realise they're doing and so that's what it's based on so the footage you can see it's based on all those sort of wars that are you know surrounded by religion yeah, yeah, I think if you if people want to go and see it as well, uh, it's the Monocles official religion music video. Just search for that. Is yeah. that what you use? You have to spell yeah. it Monacles because yeah. we did when we built the band name. It wasn't because we knew what the little eyepiece was. Yeah, it's because we thought Mono and Cools sounded good together. <laughs> <laughs> and we put that on the front of it, and that was it. <laughs> well, I've got I've got to say the dislikes are because uh, Jack Jack liked to mouth off a bit when he was when he was young. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shout to, out to the, to the yeah. metalheads in their bedroom. So. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to me. When you put that on, band. did you put that on YouTube at the time? Yeah, YouTube yeah. must have only just been started. Mate, I mean, it, was, it was when, was, when was in its first was that couple of years. Two thousand and two thousand nine, probably. We released yeah, it quite 2010. late. Yeah. 2010. 2006 yeah. was the first time YouTube started as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We released it quite late. We wrote it like two, three years before that and then thought, might as well release it, you know. Put a sick video with it. Yeah. yeah. Jack made it, you know, in his boxes. because yeah, I was in like year <laughs> nine. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, first of all, the thing that shouts out is like the maturity of it, as we said, for your age. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But watching you, Archie... Like, do you have quite like uh, hip hop, particularly mannerisms on yeah. stage yeah. in that video? In that video, yeah. Where, where's that come from? Because like, so, I know there's kind of a bit of a crossover between the heavier stuff that you're talking about and hip hop, but still, yeah. it was rapping basically. In that it was, well. I yeah, I mean, I started off, I'd sing a bit, but my main my main expression was rapping. I used yeah. to write all the time. I used to write sixteen bars like when I went to school, when I came back from school, all the time. Yeah. Um, it's definitely influenced by Zach De La Roche. I mean, even to this day, I respect the man so much. Just in his movements, like even in the music, just political and what he does to help people and what he's always done through their music. Um, and he's just been himself. And obviously, I used to read his lyrics religiously. I used to watch... I had a Rage Against Machine, their old live DVD. I used to go to bed and watch it every day. So I'd know all the lyrics and it'd be in my head. And so when I'd write, it would that would be in the back of my mind always. But... I would be expressing my own views and what's going on in England, for example, or, you know, in, in countries like India where we travelled when we were very young and we did see a lot of things and that's definitely influenced not just the monocles but Mind of Lion in a lot of ways, like even the name and, you know, the whole style of all the pictures that we're, tr- we're trying to create. So I started off rapping 
because of Zach Roche, it was the it was the one vocal that I heard that I really connected to. Mm. Yeah. And I've, I've as I've grown, I've, I've I've I suppose it's like an emotional connection that I'm trying to create for my voice as well. Because you know, your voice is an amazing instrument, and yeah. you can use it in so many ways. And rap sort of gone away from me, although I love hip hop. It's one of my you know, I absolutely love it. But personally, I've, as I've grown up, I've I've more gone towards my sound that I want to create and the sound that we create together. And we've both done that. We've both developed in that way. There may be a time in the future as well, I'm talking like 10, 20 years from now, where that kind of stuff might creep in again. Yeah. And you, you never know. It may, might Definitely. make more sense yeah. at some point in your life. Exactly. It might, it might come back, you know. Mm. It might come back to me because it is in my head. You know, this subconscious thought when you're creating, it's, there's a lot of things in there that you... You might not think about now, but you're too right. Like ten years or so, it might come back. Mm. You know, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Good first choice. <laughs> yeah. Goes deep. Yeah. Six worth of choice right there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think you'll ever go like as kind of? Uh, I know. I know the stuff you're putting out now is still political, but do you think you'd ever go like as kind of obtusely political, where it kind of is really out in the front as you did there, or? Are you more into the kind of subtlety and I letting people is, read yeah. into what you're saying? I think that's exactly what it is. We we liked we, when we look back. It's just like it's so obvious what we're talking yeah, about. Exactly. Like now we like to have depth in our lyrics and our vocal content. Yeah. So that when people they have like, do you know what? Most people that listen to our songs. They listen to the da 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 da, and they're yeah. like, oh yes, it's catchy. Da, da, da. It's only the very minor, yeah. like small minority that actually listen to it, and they're like, oh, what are you guys singing about? Yeah. But I think as we go on and we keep this kind of, this, we're not going to change it for anyone. Like yeah. this is this is how we like to write. This is, is what that, we've always written. Yeah, so like you it. know, should we you know, get larger, whatever? I think this will be a massive part that will yeah. change us from everyone else that's going to be that size at the time. I this think our stuff is always. Yeah, been I think about. not even just basing it on a music industry basis, but actually how it connects to people, how this music will connect to people, and it's. And, and and you, you touch on like how we're going to get it across, and I, I looked at bands like Massive Attack, and on their Facebook they'll just put a link to mm. you know kids that are stranded in Iraq. You know yeah. that sort of subtlety draws people in because they have the choice to click on it or not, but they yeah. will click on it because they respect the artist who is sharing this link, yeah. and they want to get involved because naturally people want to help each other. Yeah. It's when you it's when you force it's when you force things on each other that you know like. Why basis this videos, you know, religions forcing things on each other. So yeah. I've I've gone down the subtle route, and it's it's going to get subtle. To I just think when you, when you when you listen to some lyrics, and they're so obvious that you don't have to think about them, that you've just heard them, and then you you, you find some lyrics that you look back third sort third listen, you're like shit. I think there's two things. You know? Yeah, two things. Like one. Uh, you know, it does need to have that immediacy as well. And sometimes when some, like the message is really shoved down your throat, it it's it loses that immediacy because it's like, oh my god, that's so yeah. overwhelming. But also, like, there's something really rewarding in like uh, discovering a song and then like yourself working out what it's about. Exactly, and, like, that's it. You kind of give the listener something else by allowing them to discover it themselves. And they like, and they and when you do that like I've done it so many times with tracks where I'll realise and then you just feel a connection that you yeah. won't lose to the track every time you hear it exactly and that's what we want to get across to people because you know we, at the end of the day we're, we're entertainers yeah. we want to make people happy but we also want to put 
points across. You know, we're both vegan. We both strongly believe in equality, equality, and and just having a an open mind to things and thinking about things that you're not used to. And so, despite yeah. everything you've said, you said, and I, I, like, I totally respect it all. I don't know why you're laughing. Just undoing as it very quiet. <laughs> Trying try to open it can without making too much noise. It's fine, just do it. No, just do it. It'll be it. All right, go, go back and listen to our podcast. It's constantly. All right, no, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, same time there. Chit chit points with it. Yeah, go back. Uh, so yeah, like despite everything you said, and I like totally get where you're coming from. Like we're recording this on the day of the US election and like mm-hmm. it must also be a little bit tempting to just do like a fuck Donald Trump track and just like put it out there if you believe well. in that too well, right I'd fuck both of them and fuck <laughs> yeah, the US yeah. you know like, I mean? yeah. this is it I mean, fuck half the political system throughout the entire universe yeah like, too right yeah. Our, our planet I don't know what I'm about to say but, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean like yeah. even, even when Donald Trump started hitting the hitting the you know the internet and people started talking about him um I've been writing about the, the bigger picture with politics in general and yeah, American yeah. politics and how it's just it's just like a theatre. I isn't feel it? like yeah, that it's it's, it's exactly seen that. as a big he's a big ent- I I've heard people saying I'm voting for him, for him because he's interesting or funny or entertaining and it's yeah, like it's, that is the wrong reason. That's someone who can drop a bomb though. into a different country yeah. and, and it's such like it's such short term thinking to yeah. see something and be like it's fun to watch. Yeah. So it's like yeah, but there's four years. Yeah. Hopefully, minimum that you yeah. will have to deal with this guy running your country. Yeah. But it's You're also get into a very <laughs> argumentative <laughs> mind, like mindset. I've had. Yeah. But it's also <laughs> it's also impossible to yeah. really understand what is going on. Yeah. Mm. I mean, Obama, he was a a pretty smile in front of a, a disgusting country. Yeah, I mean, but um, he is a good man, and he tried doing the change, he however what, hard it was. He did what he could do. There's obviously a lot in being There's a, a lot of strings being pulled behind. Exactly, so that you're not you're not the leader of that country. You're no, no, you're, you're the, the face puppet. of that country. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's a yeah. I mean, it's it's obviously it's it's really hard to, what to believe yeah. with media. But there's this documentary that's just been released. I started watching about Obama's time in office. Yeah. yeah, and he's he's constantly getting interviewed. And he, he he seems like a really genuine good man who actually cares about the people of America and actually the world. Well, do, you do know, you, or just cares about people. Yeah. yeah. Although I would uh, relate back to earlier in this particular podcast where we talked about pop stars being the best actors around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. People get chose because of how well they can speak. You think of our yeah. political situation a few years ago: Lib Dem, yeah. Cameron, and Labour. Mm-hmm. Cameron is a very, very clever man in terms of how he can come yeah. across as a person. But he just ultimately yeah. failed and no one liked him. But yeah. to get back to the original point was, you know, as people who are trying to put a message out there, and you're clearly very passionate about this yeah. stuff, uh, when you do it subtly, you are kind of putting a bit of trust into your listener to say, like, I, yeah. I believe you'll get this. But Definitely. actually, when you also want to put a view out there, there must be a temptation to just be really forthright with oh, it and be like, well, yeah, definitely. But again, like, don't we, vote for them. This is it. This is it. <laughs> we, sing, we sing about hating people that preach. That's yeah. what we don't like. So if we then preach, yeah, yeah. we're, we're yeah. doing the opposite. Contradict one. So what we do is we very cleverly, well, I think <laughs> <laughs> very cleverly puts across lyrics because I'm, I'm allowed to listen from an outside perspective because I'm very much business and music. Archie's the soul of the song. Like we agree on what we're write about. If he writes about something that I don't agree, if we just won't write it. Mm. But it is very much like he, he will make something that people can then 
go through, like you know, cut up and very much specifically focus on small sure. points. And yeah. if, that has to be there. That's, yeah. that's how we write stuff. But I also quite like the feeling of, uh, you know, taking that risk of some people might not get quite like that. Yeah. I think it's, I just think it creates creates conversation. Yeah. It creates, yeah. what is that about? A little bit of enigma around it. Say there's a room full of people, it's like, oh, it's such a shit song. Why is he talking about himself yeah. the whole time? No, he's actually talking about an animal in an animal testing lab. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That, yeah. that, yeah. that is what I want to create. And, and there's also that little thing of like, um, sort of carving off the audience who are actually your audience. Like, um, exactly. Stuart Lee, the comedian, he, he talks about there was a certain time in his career where he realised that he didn't want to play to huge audiences he wanted to play to audiences who understood him yeah. so yeah. he started like putting together sets that, that would almost drive wow. out people who yeah. it's like weren't going to be yeah. his kind of audience anymore so there is a bit where it's like oh I just want the people to understand me so like exactly if people don't get it yeah. and they're not the right audience anyway then yeah. good exactly I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad that I'm yeah. not having to you know, Chaos create all this them, yeah. bullshit on top of what I'm creating yeah. to fit people. You're but just yeah, doing what you want to do. I think know? we also we also write the way that people that uh, I don't know. Like recently, we've had shows where you know we played to like the last four or five gigs we played to full crowd, like pretty much sell out crowds. And I'll, I I kind of sit back because I'm I'm just drummer and Archie's the face of it, so I kind of sit back in the room and I hear I overhear people going, "Oh yeah, we watched them when they were supporting Peace." And these are like, you know, and also we had a comment on our Facebook originally of like, oh yeah, we're in the front row, like this is us. It's just like, these are people that we're literally talking about, the people that they listen because it's just music and because yeah, we yeah. play with these bands. But at the same time, they can then, if they want, listen to it over and over again, go through the lyrics yeah. and be like, what are they actually singing about? And like I did with Rage Against the Machine like, when I was We're not eight, preaching, you know? but that is our way of kind of being like, yeah. this is our point. It's nice that you could potentially have that impact on people and mm. you know, that's yeah. kind of why you do anything publicly, yeah. I think, to like uh, influence people in some way, you know, yeah, whoever it is. Yeah. You know. It's achieving that goal that, that you've always gone out for that's not in, in, in front of like, it's not on the face where you can't see that we're trying to, you know, express messages well you can subtly but it's not like we're a political band yeah. you know it's something that after listen, like Jack's saying after many listens you can understand which is you know really exciting that's what I've always wanted to do so. even even to this day like with Machine I still get people asking what the lyrics are yeah because they know what the lyrics are it's like is that actually lyrics and they're like yeah it's like, oh so that's what it's about it's like yeah, yeah. and they're like oh wow it's actually a really good song like that it's just like yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's alright <laughs> <laughs> we can do better yeah cool so new is where we're going next choice number two. Oh, so I've got to take this one they're not a new band <laughs> not a new band Fine. but um, I don't know why I chose new I suppose because they're I chose new actually because I, I got onto them two three months ago Um I heard on Green Door at the road actually, um, and uh, yeah, so I, it's Auto Lux. They're a band from LA, I believe. They've only released three albums in eighteen years. Um, they have this thing. I don't know whether it's consciously or not, but they release an album every six years. So it means they they take real time in whatever tracks they. And it's not like it's a twenty track album. It's a full on twelve track normal album. But they ha- that means they have the time to really think about the tracks that are going in the album. Um, and the track I'm going to go for is Headless Sky because for me it describes 
Yeah, I'll change the track for oh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to see them staring at me. Like, That's the wrong one! <laughs> I did choose the audience, audience number two, which is a lovely track as well. But I chose Head the Sky because, for me, out of all their tracks, that's the one that hits me deep. And it describes yeah, the sound tune, yeah. so well. Because as we were touching, talking about that subtle, subtlety to you know, meanings, they have a subtlety in their sound. The voice is so delicate. But they're, you know as you, you, you'll hear the song in a minute, it's when it drops in, it's so heavy. You know, they've got this girl jazz drummer who's great. They've got a guitarist who, the effects he uses are so haunting but beautiful at the same time. They're just mixing so many weird things together that shouldn't work. But when you hear it, it's insane. Should we give it a listen now? Yeah. We'll I was saying though, like since we listened to that last one, yeah, um, yeah, no, no. I, I had to say, like, since we listened to the last one, every single band I've been touring with, even that the one I listened to, to him, everyone's listened to it. Everyone's loving yeah. it. It's becoming a much bigger thing very quick. So I have they're a one of them driving up very fast. They're one of them bands. No, it's, this is it. They're one of them bands that everyone knows except the girls who listen to the top forties. Yeah, they're they're one of them heavily respected bands. And I was talking to, um, I was talking to Lisa Tiger Cub. Um, the other week about it and we I was like yeah no it's just the Autolux track he was like you like Autolux too he was like yeah it's amazing it was like audience number two head of the sky and it's and we both said exactly the same thing they should be absolutely massive because of their sound and the yeah. amount of risk they take and it's just amazing yeah. like I'm I'm so I'm so gassed man yeah, but that's I mean. that is literally defining a band that's doing it purely because they like to express who they are and cut not that audience like you're saying like you're saying there's a definition of a band that does it. It is, yeah. Well, after we've listened to this, I'd like to know why you think that people don't know them as much as you think they should. Autolux with Headless Sky. I really enjoyed that. That was really cool. It took uh, took a while to like build up, but I think I said to you yeah. about thirty seconds in, do you like a, a placebo? Because that was where it took me straight away. Exactly. And, yeah, uh, definitely similar in the vocal and the instrumentation. Yeah, you can see that man. Yeah, and a big track. Very big track. And it's, it's that gap, that pause. It's it's almost a bit too long. That you, when the drop comes in, it's yeah, yeah. even more of an emphasis. It's great, love it. Put it on a big sound system. Yeah, and you said you saw them play live. No, haven't seen oh, them. it was just haven't... hearing it over the sound yeah, system. Yeah, just in Green Door, I was just hearing it on the sound system. And that's a Shazam. That <laughs> right? Talking about, okay. Um, talking about sound systems and like, we went to see a band recently. Um, do you have a song that you come out onto stage to? <laughs> recently, how did you know? Did I don't you know. know. But I, all I know is that. We're thinking of the one that we might use for if we did tracks live. And we know we know that bands have a song. And what would you often just start? We don't know what we're going to have yet. We do, oh, if it even happens. We've just started doing Death Grips, No Love. Yeah. Say, yeah. Again. Say again. Death Grips, No Love. 
Okay, I've only just shown that. Tim Death Grips today, very briefly. Oh, yeah, you've got to give him a glimmer of that. Sorry, did you see like, a coalition? No. We saw a coalition. Really? Oh my god, I was so ill, but straight in the mosh pit, got rid of it, man. Sweated it out. <laughs> you but, sweated it. But yeah, no love. Up. Absolutely same track. What's the ch- reason for that choice? Just because how, how outrageous it is. Yeah. Just in so many ways. Coming to the stage with that, everyone's like already coming in to be like. But also, like the contrast between that track and the, our first track, it's almost so different that it's. Well, see, I like that. That they're my favourite entrance tunes, where it's like totally it's different. Like, yeah, yeah. Like so Vampire Weekend come out to like early nineties hip hop every Do time, they? and like it's pretty cool because yeah. like they're nothing like. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not talking about intro tracks, but in terms of bands playing together, and contrast. I mean, Clash used to, they used to bring. Um, Run DMC with them, yeah, yeah. You know how crazy is that? Yeah. You know, load of load of bold skinners listening yeah, to well, the Clash. And I mean, even more so, like uh, in like late eighties, loads of punk bands were bringing uh, John Cooper Clark to do spoken word before. Exactly. Like, how cool like, is that? Yeah, that'd amazing. Be amazing. And obviously, like in terms of the message, very yeah. similar, but yeah. you couldn't get more audio difference yeah to just exactly northern yeah, too little, right. like scarecrow man yeah like <laughs> <laughs> his poems like but amazing exactly yeah too right man so that yeah that tracks just yeah we've been doing that recently i love it okay hello listeners it's us again uh just cutting in to say that as we alluded to at the very beginning of this podcast, it was a long interview. We had a lot to fit in, and we don't want to clog up your phones with like a three-hour episode. So we've split it in half. We appreciate so much that you've uh, downloaded this first part, and we really hope you download the second part too. It's It gets better. It gets better and better and better. You're going to so love it. Good. Uh, it's on your feeds now. Download it. Thank you so much. See you on the even flipper side. <laughs> <laughs> the B-side, man, I say. <laughs>